to Aramis. There's a drive. Deep left center. Cubs win. They win it. Ramirez, two-run shot. Oh, baby. What is up, everybody? This is Jack Bushman here with Ryan Herrera and Will McClory for the Bleeding Blue Podcast. Ryan, Will, how are we doing tonight? Doing good, doing good. You know, 11.15 p.m., got got some chicken waiting to be cooked, so ready to knock this one out. Grind season, grind yeah. season. Big Willie, how you doing? Doing good. Enjoying my Monday night. Absolutely. So, yeah, as we said, it is about 11.15 uh, on Monday, April 22nd. And since the last episode, the Chicago Cubs are uh, in a lot better place than they were uh, in their last 10 games. They have gone seven and three to make the record 10 and 10, unfortunately still fourth in the NL central guys. What are your thoughts about the Chicago Cubs over their last 10 games? And what's been the biggest difference? I think just starting pitching, just for the most part, just being consistent. I mean, obviously you Darvish has had his moments, but I mean, guys like, Tyler Chatwood had a really good outing the other day. I mean, Cole Hamill's couple back-to-back starts, really good outing. Quintana, really good outing. So, they've had some, some solid starting pitch in the last, few, last what, 10 games. So, I think that's been the <clears throat> difference. Yeah, it's really, yeah. really been a strength to me. I mean, Hamels and Quintana have been locked down. Uh, Hendricks is, you know, doing what Kyle Hendricks always kind of does. And then you Darvish, that roller coaster ride kind of continues, but – uh, from the good play or the good pitching from uh, those first three guys from Hamels, Quintana, and uh, Hendrick, Hendricks, Quintana, and Hamels, uh, you know, once Lester gets back, joins that group, hopefully we just start getting into uh, a little bit of a groove and a run where we get our record above 500. Yeah. Well, where, where do we draw the line on, on you, Darvish? When do we start? <laughs> when, do we, when do we stop? Believing? That's a good starting. That's a good starting point for this episode. You Darvish is as frustrating as it gets right now for for the Cubbies. I, I mean, uh, he had what was uh he had a good spot start. Was that against the Marlins? I mean, it doesn't really say much. That <laughs> he had I a mean, good start against the Marlins, but yeah, <laughs> he, he beat the Marlins. I mean, <laughs> they're six and sixteen right now. So right. yeah, like. He's been. He's got to stop walking people, man. He's the new Chatwood. He's the 2019 say, Chatwood. He's not that different from Chatwood. He's got some great stuff. He hit what, like 99 one of these last couple of games. He's yeah, got great in stuff. A, in and his if later he innings, what Chatwood as well. just did. If he could just get ahead of a couple of guys and then make them chase and make them play to him Swing instead of him getting behind, and then he has to come in the zone and he can't. You know, that's when he that's starts when getting in trouble. What's his, exactly. what's his longest outing so far this year? I don't think he's gotten more than like what, six innings in a game yet. No way he got. He, there's no way he got six innings yet. I mean, the last his last two starts, one was just five innings, one was like five point two, so five and two thirds. So he's he that's that's the I think he hasn't gone six full innings yet. I don't not in his last two. His starts. first start was only like three innings. Yeah, so. he, yeah. No, that first start was rough. So. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. He hasn't really shown any consistency in any of his starts to start the season so far. If he were to find his, you know, find his groove, this Cubs pitching staff would be really, really strong right now. Yeah. It's pretty strong as uh, it, it is, even with putting him as, like, the fifth best, I guess, right now. But, like, man. It's moving in the right direction. Dang, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's definitely moving in the right direction. Uh, hopefully, you know, maybe this weekend against the Dodgers, we could potentially get John Lester back. So, you, know, he, yeah. he, you obviously know what he brings to the table pretty much every start. Here we go. I figured I found it. Um, you Darvish's longest start so far this year was five and two third. That five and two thirds against Miami, which is also <laughs> the only game he's won. So that that wow. change. <sighs> Can't say I'm surprised. <laughs> We'll see. That's that's what happens when you walk three, four guys per outing. Mm-hmm. So it's been it's been trouble for you, Darvish. But overall, the Cubs' uh, starting pitching has been moving in the right direction uh, since we last talked. The uh, Cubs were able to take the series against the Pittsburgh Pirates. They did lose uh, the U Darvish start in that series, but they came back and won two nothing in the uh, Jose Quintana rubber match game. 
And then series against the Angels, uh, Cubs and Angels split one, and then that rubber match was snowed out in Chicago. You know, middle middle of April snowstorms coming in Chicago. You never know what you're going to see in the goddamn windy city. Yeah, I love it though. You got you got to expect something crazy to happen in April. Because I remember, I mean, I got I saw Snapchats and pictures of like a blizzard going on. And it's like what April. 14. That was like, yeah, that was like April 10th, April 13th, something like that, right around uh-huh. those dates. But I'm, I mean, I'm glad I'm not around that weather right now for sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure really, it's you, not... were, you were in Florida. I was in Alabama, but you know, good enough. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have to yeah. deal with the snow, but uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that... you see, uh, of course, Pujols hit a homer that, that series too against us. Oh, yeah, and that was a garbage <laughs> pitch too. He went down and got that one. I'm not sure if you saw that. Yeah, the actual course. footage of it, yeah, he went down and got it. But he he's made a living killing the Cubs throughout his whole career, man. Mm-hmm. He's slowly. Uh, I was actually looking at the all-time home run leaders. I think it was. It could have been earlier today. It was either today or yesterday. But he's creeping on that list. He's creeping up to number four. He's he's number five right now. But there's no doubt he he could be number four when it's all said and done. Who's, who's still in front of him right now? You got obviously Hank Aaron, uh, Babe Ruth. He's got Barry ba- Barry Bond. Barry Bonds is one. Uh, Hank Aaron's two at seven fifty five. Bonds at seven sixty two, and then Ruth seven fourteen. And what A Rod's like up there? I want to say A Rod's sixth or seventh. I was looking at it. A Rod's right before seven hundred. I want to say A Rod's sixth. Oh God, it's gonna it's gonna mess with me. A Rod might even be four. Here we got it. Here we got Barry Bonds seven sixty two. Yeah, Aaron seven fifty five, Babe Ruth seven fourteen, A yep. A Rod six ninety six, Will yeah, six sixty, and Pujols six thirty six. That's what it is. Pujols is six, and is it McCovey that's fifth? Willie Mays. Willie Mays, that's what it is. Willie McCovey, Willie Mays, God, close. <laughs> I was close. Willie. All right. Yeah, Willie M's baby. All right. Yes, <laughs> Let's talk about who's hot and who's cold over these last ten ish days. Like, that's that's a good point because Javi Baez has really found his game. He's been hitting 400 past week. Two homers, five RBI, eight runs scored. He's been doing it all, looking like the uh, Javi of last year, guys. Took him a little bit, but good to see. Yeah, he hit a triple on Sunday, too, and another one was a double stretch into a triple. Ended up winning the game, basically. So, I mean, in the bottom of the ninth, let it off with a double, and then you see stretched into a triple when uh, – yeah, whoever wasn't right, Adam Jones misplayed it. So that was basically ugly. won us that that game after after giving it up the top of the inning. So well, I mean, just Javi being Javi. Yeah, I mean that's that's the guy we need to be because with with Brizzo struggling, Schwarber struggling, like Bias has had to pick up so much slack. Even stretching back to last year, like you, you see that he he he's got the ability to do that. He just gotta do it. What is going on with the so-called power hitters of the Chicago Cubs lineup right now, guys? We got, we got Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant hitting 230 with one homer, uh, eight RBIs. Anthony Rizzo's hitting a buck 97, which is three homers. Kyle Schwarber's hitting 194, which is six RBI. I mean, what is going on here? Yeah, the power has not been there. And then it hurts even more when, like, the division, you got Yelich with 13 homers, and then you got Goldschmidt and Ozuna with eight apiece. And then you look at our power hitters, and you got Bryant with one. Yeah, like it's ran- – <laughs> Schwar- Schwarber <laughs> yeah, with four one. More- what does Schwarber even have? Three. Three homers. Three homers, six RBI. Former MVP Chris Bryant, one homers. One homers. One homers. <laughs> one homers. That, one homers. That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> that is tough. One home run. Do you think eight RBIs through his first uh, nineteen games of the season? They're saying he's healthy. I mean, do you think they're lying about that? You think they're keeping stuff under wraps, or is he just struggling? Like really? I think he's just struggling because even last season when he was healthy, he was hitting like two sixty, two seventy. I mean, the power wasn't there, but I, I don't know what's going on, and it's kind of getting concerning. Yeah, I don't know what happened to it. <laughs> Like that guy used to go Yavo all the time. Yeah. Uh, I need I need some as this uh, <laughs> weather starts heating up in Chicago. Hopefully, hopefully uh, him and Anthony Rizzo will begin to as well. And guys like you know randomly Jason Hayward has four homers, eleven home run or four homers, eleven RBI starts. How about Contreras? Carry the team. Yeah, Wilson Contreras six home runs after having uh, 
just uh, 12 all last season. Yeah, already. And how about David Bodie? Oh. 333. David Bodie. Right now. He's been red hot. Walk off, walk off hit against the Angels, immediately house on a plane to Colorado for the birthday. Oh, that's right. Cup. He's having a kid, or his wife's having a kid right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Will, how was, how were your seats for that game? Great. You have good seats? Yeah, very where good. Were, where are you at? Where are you at? Thir- 13th row, like one section over from behind home plate. Oh, there you so go. Those were sweet. Solid. And it, it was uh, Chatwood was on the bump, right? Yeah, Chatwood was on the bump. He walked the first batter of the game on four pitches, and Wrigley was uh, was starting to boo a little bit. They, they grabbed the torches. But he, he, then he, he got a double play on the next next play and was actually did you say great. He, he did it twice, did you say actually. He, yeah, that's what I was just yeah, about to ask it was you. Like, what, Both times he walked people? Later on, he walked a guy on four pitches and got another double play ball. So I mean, six six innings pitch, two hits, no earned runs, two walks, and yeah. three strikeouts. Like, that's not, yeah. like, the prettiest game ever, but that's also – It was just those two random best. walks. He, he kept the pitch count down, which was insane. Yeah. He was in, like, the fifth inning. He was on, like, 50-something pitches. He could have kept going probably, but – Yeah, no, they pulled him fairly early. They did too. pull him early after six innings. I was a little – I wasn't sure about that decision, but, hey. I mean, <laughs> when it's good, you know, when yeah, he's but, had a good outing, it's yeah. probably like, why stretch him, you know? Yeah, you don't want to just leave him out there till he messes up, you know. But. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Probably a wiser uh, decision by Joe Madden. Right yeah, there. and confidence is always good for Chatwood, so that was, was a good outing for him for sure. So, so what about this thought here? I mean, obviously, we know when Lester gets back, he's going to be the strength of the rotation. Then, obviously, uh, Hendricks, Hamels, and Quintana will follow. You, Darvish, is a question mark. Dare we say it? Does like Don't Tyler Chatwood yeah. start getting some spots? Not yet. Like... Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Darvish think... was out way too long last year to be <laughs> saying after three starts that he's he's no good. And Tyler Chatwood had one good start, so he should stay in there. I mean, uh <laughs> not yet, not at all. <laughs> yeah, Chatwood. I'm just had... saying Tyler Chatwood. He had a good bullpen outing. He's yeah. looked decent this season. You Darvish is looking like crap. I'm I'm not saying I'm for it. I was just saying it could be an option. <laughs> If you continues to struggle, it could be an option. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. Mm. Hopefully, you just tough. figures it out. Chatwood's a good guy to have, though. At least if you have to have those spot starts, you know. I just Hopefully feel like guys you, don't I go just down, feel like. But... I just feel like you Darvish's struggles are the the uh, topic of every episode. Yeah, but I mean, they're not that much different than Chatwood's up, uh, problems that we were talking about. So Hopefully I mean, Chatwood. What, when did Darvish oh. out last year? Was that was that in May? It yeah, was probably like May, June. right around this time. Yeah, like probably like yeah. early May. He's only had five starts this season. I mean, granted, he hasn't done well in most of them. But, I mean, again, do we give him – do we give you Darvish like another month or so till we cut the cord on him or what? You got to give him more time. <laughs> I mean – What do you mean? Well, like what options would we even have with him? Do we just got to ride it out, like hope he gets better at some point? Or like how do we change it up with him? Like how do we make things different? That's for, Joe you know? that's, for, that's for Joe Madden to figure out. Like that's like that's like the tough part. It's like obviously we signed you to this fat ass contract, and he's yet to perform to uh, what we're paying him. But at the same time, in the middle of a season, like he's a starting pitcher, and for what he's getting paid, it's not like oh we're just going to move him to the pen or something. I feel like you know. I mean, yeah, we have yeah. to keep him in the rotation. <laughs> yeah, I think again. Yeah, he, that's he what I'm saying. More I think you just kind of write it out. He just has to be more he's consistent. Just... I mean, you I mean, you think about the last two starts. He gave up four again, four walks against uh, Miami, and then three walks to Arizona. But he also struck out eight against eight Marlins and seven Diamondbacks. So it's it's Mar- got... his only win has been against the Marlins. He's got it. I think I think he's got it. He's I'd got still put. Out. I'd still put. What are you saying? He he's got he's still got what he had just based off those strikeouts. I mean, he, he you, you see him like there's some some points when he he looks good, but that's too like far between. Really. Yeah, exactly. He's just got to be more consistent. So yeah, that Diamondback start hurt him. He gave up back to back homers in the first, and then it was like he was scared to come <laughs> back in the zone. So <laughs> that that doesn't help his confidence. No. Yeah, no, I, I feel like his confidence is, like, the main thing about it, too. I just feel like he's, like, that guy, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like his confidence tells a lot of the story about his pitching. And that's kind of is pitching at the same time. Mm. But, 
I don't know. Hopefully you Darvish can pick it up and get off the cold list. Some other guys on the cold list we have in the past uh, week. We got Ben Zobrist. He's uh, one for his is, last this... sixteen. That's that's no good. Yeah, that's her twenty three point five K rate. That's really high for him. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not a guy that strikes out very often. He's a veteran that usually puts together good at bats that you know Joe Madden can rely on in situations that are key. And one for sixteen is not <laughs> yeah. not reliable. Yeah, when least. I was when I was there Sunday, he I mean he was hitting righty against Robbie Ray, but he looked silly the first time. Struck out on three pitches, had a couple bad at bats. It was it was not Robbie good. Ray can make guys look silly. He can, but but Zobers usually doesn't look silly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's significant that yeah, he's been striking out a lot lately. One for sixteen, never good for him. Uh I mean he, he was really solid last season, but I mean if you guys remember Two years ago, he had a really, you know, struggle season. Hopefully, it doesn't head yeah. in that direction. I mean, he started off 38 years strong. old. 38 years old. Yeah, He's an old man. You got to hope you can get, you know, something good out of him while he's still below 40. I mean, what, we got two <laughs> more years? Two more years on his contract, right? This might be the last year. That was at least another year, but he – He signed, I think, a four-year deal, I'm pretty sure. Man. I think his deal was four for 52, I want to say, for some reason. That could have been. Hmm. But yeah, can someone can someone check that real quick. I think it was four for fifty-two. Well, I also just saw he has no extra base hits this year. <laughs> <laughs> That's something he's. He has no extra base hits. Zero. Uh, Zobris does. Chris Chris yeah. Davis has more extra base Jeez, hits than he does. <laughs> well, should we segue to the other guy that has no extra base hits this year, Albert Almora? <laughs> Oh yeah, that, that's that's a good point. Well, yeah, so, someone still looked I, up I that Ben Zobris contract. Zobris is but, yeah, like fifty-six mil for four years. Fifty-six, damn, yeah. that was close. So yeah, he's got uh, one more year. He's got next year too, right? No, uh, no, this is his last year. Yeah, his last year. Oh no! Oh yeah! Wow, time flies, crazy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's been struggling. Almora has been struggling, not just the last week or the last uh, ten games, I should say. He's been struggling all season. He's Batting average is down to 196. Uh, his last hit was April 12th. Wow. Yeah. No extra base hits on the season for Albert Almora. Not what? the I start mean, that you wanted. He used to have a little bit of power. What happened to it? I mean, he hit like he was hitting in like the 280s, 290s all last season. Like he hit he for was hitting really average. well. He did. I mean, he did have a high batting average on balls and players, so he might have been a little lucky last year, but. He may be a little unlucky this year, but still, he's not hitting still for any power. Early. Which is That's a little true. Concerning. He provides great defense. Provides he's, great defense, which he has you been know, very good I, defensively. I feel like he's taken on the uh, Jason Hayward role this year. <laughs> like Jason Hayward's randomly become good, so that means someone else in the outfield that is really good defensively has to suck ass at <laughs> hitting, and that's Albert Almora. Is it just a case yeah. of so, he's still pretty young? Is that just a case of major league pitchers figuring him out and he has to adjust, or? You think this is? I I don't think this is going to be Almora's. He's only twenty five. I think I think he can still his ceiling's still higher, but he's still twenty five years old. I I still think he's got. I mean, we're how we're twenty games into an MLB season. Yeah. You know, we're not even through April, so yeah. he could have a great second half, or you know, he could even pick it up here in May or something. So still a lot of time. Uh, just not a good last uh, seven games for Almora. Yeah. Not a good start, but you know he doesn't. There's no real replacement for him right now because going down to uh, minor leagues, Ian Happ. Looking at him right now, he's hitting 206 in Iowa with 24 Ks and just one homer. So there's no real solution for Albert Omora's struggles in center field right now besides Mark Zagunas, who's barely played at all. <laughs> yeah, he's not a center fielder, and Happ is not proving. Anything to do is barely an outfielder. So that I mean Madden has put Hayward in center a little bit. That's what he's been experimenting with, and we might have to go with that if Elmore can't can't get it going against righties, but I feel like it's not like Hayward can't play center field, it's just not preferable. Well, I feel like you want your guy with the best arm pretty much to be in right field, and that's that's Hayward, especially as a lefty out there. Like Mm -hmm. he needs to be in right. He's got a rope. Yeah. He does. He's a beast. So, yeah, that, hopefully someone – yeah, hopefully Elmore will be able to pick it up or happen. Triple-A will be able to show some signs of life. 24 strikeouts already. Yeah. And a 206 average in triple-A. I'm not sure if, you know, 
his head's where he wants it to be right now after being in the MLB for most of the last, you know, season plus. Yeah, he was obviously not happy going down to start the year and <laughs> hasn't done anything to come back up. It's It's got to be at least half mental with him right now. Hitting hitting struggles uh, for hitting struggles are the common theme of a lot of Chicago Cubs players right now. I feel like a lot of guys hit, a lot of guys hitting in the uh, low two hundreds, upper one nineties. It's literally just shifted from the beginning of the year. It used to be oh the pitching is awful. Yeah, at least we're scoring ten runs a game. Well, no. Yeah. Hopefully, we can find some consistency there because uh, the NL Central's. I mean. It's pretty strong. I mean, right now the Pirates oh, yeah. are 12-8 and eight in their first 20 games when we thought they were going to be trash. Well, it's kind of amazing. So, Cubs right now are, what, two games back in the Central? Yeah, and they play, yeah they're like, two games back. Yeah, you think about how, like, really they played like crap in the first 20 games of the year, and yet they still only sit two games back. So, if they can find some – Two games back in fourth that, place. Between that hitting and pitching, and they can just find some middle ground and get consistency, man – you never know. This this Dodgers series is going to be huge. I think mm-hmm. this is a big Dodgers series because they're fifteen and nine. The top, the NL West's obviously gotten off to a great start, uh, and they're also nine and four at home right now. And the Cubs uh, haven't been so good on the road. They're five and seven. So going out to LA, this is big statement series. And looking at that series, uh, the potential pitching matchups that we have. Uh, looks like Quintana is going to go in the opener against Kenta Maeda. <laughs> and then uh, Cole Hamels will be going in the second game against Walker Bueller. And then in the third game, could be Hendricks, could be Lester versus Ross Stripling. So uh, also could be Rich Hill, I've seen, if he is able to make it back this weekend right. and make his season debut from the uh, injured list. Cubs legend? Yes, Cubs legend <laughs> Rich Hill. Fun. Fun fact about Rich Hill, guys. I have about Rich Hill. Quick story time. Uh, I went to two Cubs conventions when I was like, I think I was like 11 and 12. It was in 2008 and 2009, I believe, uh, right around that time. And I ran into uh, – or not ran into Rich Hill. I went in line and got his autograph. And I remember asking him how to throw his curveball when I was like 11 years old. Because I remember his curveball was like 70 miles an hour just loop in the air, and it was like ridiculous. Yeah. And I – I honestly never thought he'd still be pitching in the MLB like 10 years later just for like Rich Hill. But good good on him, buddy. Yeah. I got his autograph somewhere. I got an autographed baseball Rich Hill hanging somewhere around my room in Lake Zurich. And so. that, that curveball still gives him blisters every year. Yeah, right. He's always missing time. Hits the, hits the DL blisters classic. Classic pitcher. Yeah. Classic pitcher excuse to hit the DL. Well, he's got that curveball, though. He's always uh, getting blisters from it. Speaking of pitchers hitting the DL for BS reasons, Brandon yeah. Morrow, guys, what's going? What's going on with Brandon Morrow? He's shut down indefinitely. Uh, are we going to see Brandon Morrow pitch this season? Dude. I, I will believe it when I see it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm starting to think, dude. I mean, you gotta hope. All you can do is really just hope at this point. When he's going to shut down indefinitely, no timetable for a return. You just gotta hope. You hope he returns and you get something good out of him because who knows? Who knows? He, he comes back and just shits the bed like you. You never know. What's what's his <laughs> what's his uh what's his contract? Is this yeah, his last year? I don't know. I think I think Morrow was like three years. I was gonna say this is his last year. What a terrible stint with the Chicago Cubs for <laughs> Brandon Morrow. Gets injured pulling up his pants. Yeah, right. You know, gets injured like middle uh, of the we season got him next last year. year. We got him next year. We're good. No, I love how middle of the season too. I, I swear. Oh, yeah, I swear it that might injury be, it might that... be an option though. Twelve million. So I think option. we do have him. What was it? Twelve million dollar yeah. team option with a three million dollar buyout. So yeah, actually... we should buy him out. <laughs> we should buy him yeah. out. Yeah. Especially because he's been made of glass, dude. He prolonged that injury last season, and it was Let's like, oh, he maybe he'll back come back late. Year. Let's see if he comes back this year. Before... It's not looking good. I'll tell you that earlier. Oh, it's, it's not, not looking, looking good. good. I'm just going to assume we're, we're never going to see him, and if we does, it'll be a nice surprise. He's fragile. So since we don't got him coming off the off the DL anytime soon, do, do we Cubs turn to free agency for some pitchers, you think? Maybe? Hopefully? Uh... I mean, I feel like it's starting to get late. It's starting to get real late. We're creeping towards May, and then you're going to get pitchers that haven't pitched since last fall. 
in May, you know, it's starting to get that sketchy area. I'm also not opposed to getting Craig Kimbrell because we're not we're not having Moro. It's looking like maybe yeah. for anytime soon. Uh, CJ Edwards is still in the minor leagues. Got you know, obviously lit up in his four appearances, thirty two ERA. Yeah, he's not. He's he's like half, but for pitching. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's a good comparison. I mean, CJ CJ has had a lot of. Um horrible things happened in the last week or so. I mean, the, the whole, well, obviously the injury falling on stairs and cut up, can, <laughs> up his hands enough to extend his pictures, man. And then with, with the racist Instagram messages that. Yeah. What the hell he's had, he's had a lot happen to him over the last month and a half or so. It's been uh, in April that no one could expect for CJ Edwards. I'll tell you that. No. Well, think about it. What two two years ago he was probably our best reliever if if it wasn't Strope. And he all right. Throwback to 2016, he was in the tenth inning with two outs yeah. of Game Seven. Yeah, he, he was in the game. He got C.J. Edwards was pitching. He got two of the biggest outs in Cubs franchise history. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. So to see how he like that's just not how I thought he would progress at all. And you know, hopefully these negatives. Uh, right now, to him falling, it probably seems like it's raining shit on CJ Edwards for him right now. Like he just like can't, can't do anything right. Getting sent down to the minors, just getting hate on uh, social media, racist Instagram messages, falling down the stairs and injuring his hand. I'm... Like this, this dude's had a rough month of April. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, go well, ahead. The, the racist, the racist Instagram messages. To, I, I I saw this article from the Chicago Sun Times uh, earlier today. Just it's not just CJ Edwards. I mean, Hayward Hayward said himself has has dealt with a lot of it. Adam Jones from the Diamondbacks talks about dealing with it. And so there's a lot of stuff going on. And I think you gotta hope that I mean, obviously you never want to hear anyone going through it. You don't want to hear that CJ is going through that kind of with racism, but it's also uh, a people positive. are awful. It's a positive, I think, that it's starting to come out in the opening because that is something that you need to that needs to be under discussion. You talk about it needs to be addressed. You talk about in the NBA, the whole Russell Westbrook with the the jazz band um, yelling or racial stuff, and you know that that was big news. I mean, this this needs to be big news. I think, especially as a person of color myself, like that, that's big news that needs to be addressed because that the, it's 2019, man. There's no place for that. In yeah, no, that's, I, I can't like it. I would hate to be in a crowd like or just like at a sporting event around people like that would just make me feel so uncomfortable honestly like just hearing someone yell at you I'd be like dude like are you kidding me like like, (laughs) people are out of hand listen to this quote from that Sun-Times article so it was um, Edwards it said that he um, in Atlanta this year's in Atlanta his fiance and his kids were in the stands near heckling fans who got racist when he was pitching and then Quoted Cedar Edwards saying, "My fiance even said, I wish you would play another sport.' Like that's that's just that just sounds so horrible to have to you know go through that, and then your 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 family just hit, sitting there it has to hear that and just take to... that while you're pitching. I don't know. It's I can't. Yeah, that's that's rough. Hopefully, that's not a problem that you know has to happen again. You know, with any player in any sport because. Yeah, that's terrible. Um, obviously controversial. And then another controversial, you know, topic along that subject, Tim Anderson recently suspended kind of for, uh, you know, throwing around potentially, you know, racist, you know, things. I mean, even though he is someone of color, I think that's just kind of showing how the MLB wants to go about dealing with that issue, you know? Yeah. Right, but they're I, th- showing. I think a lot of people like thought that like he got suspended because of the bat flip, though, and like people were going crazy about all that on Twitter. But it's not no, what he was suspended I, for. Yeah, no, I think the MLB like a lot of people were pissed that he got suspended one game for you know dropping an end bomb, but that's just the MLB. I think just saying that you know no matter what, that's not acceptable yeah. in any you know sort of sort of dialect. Yeah, and then the, that's again. That's just the discussion on how they, how you know, just sports like league evolve. You know, how 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 you know the NBA deals with it, how MLB, how they're all just. I mean, 
I think that's just starting to show how they're coming about and dealing with stuff like this. Yeah, I mean, if I was a White Sox fan, I could see why, like, I'd be pissed suspending Tim Anderson, you know, for for one game, especially with the start he's been off to. But but for anyone else, I mean, like, I think that makes kind of I think that makes sense yeah. to suspend him. But I think that's a good time to kind of uh, start uh, talking about rest of uh, statistics and good starts around the MLB. Tim Anderson, guys, how about his start for the wow. Chicago White Sox in the South Side? Four eighteen. Four homers, 13 RBIs, and he leads the MLB in stolen bases with nine, and he has not been caught stealing yet. So Tim Anderson, although the White Sox uh, have not gotten off to the hottest of starts, they're 9-12, and 12, Tim Anderson is definitely a sh- uh, bright spot for the south side. Definitely something White Sox fans should be excited about. I mean, he was a top prospect coming up a couple years ago and hasn't really for shown a long time. anything yet. I mean, they've got a couple guys that were top rosters. They got Moncada and a couple other guys are kind of waiting on Jimenez eventually, hopefully. But uh, yeah, Tim Anderson finally, finally starting to show what what White Sox fans were hoping for. I mean, obviously it's early, cut- but but using his speed too, yeah, see- nine for nine stolen bases. That that's that's impressive. crazy. Yeah, he seems to be kind of Mister Controversy on the South Side down yeah. there. He's always in the mix. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen his Twitter account, but he's always, you know, causing a little bit of havoc on Twitter. He's, I kind of like, I kind of like his swagger for a young He's guy becoming one of those he's, new he's young guys. Right yeah. He's becoming one of those he's, new young guys that, that, that the league is, is liking. Like the Acuna, Acuna doesn't like talk like that, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But no, as exactly. the old guard, yeah, the old stars. guard that thinks, you know, guys like yeah. or Javier Baez are ruining the Baez, game. yeah. <laughs> it's just a new era. Yeah. It's just the way it is. I mean, it, you know, you can kind of – I feel like baseball is just kind of a sport where, you, you know, if you're playing playing well and, you know, your stats and your play backs it up, you can kind of talk that smack. You can, you know, if you can walk the walk, you can talk the talk, you know. In my opinion, I think that's how baseball is because, you know, if a pitcher gets the best of you, I think he has the right then on the mound to do whatever he wants. You know, if he wants to fist bump, get himself pumped up, you know. I think that's only fair in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. I think – I think that's how it should be looked at. You guys agree? Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> until uh, Brad Keller goes and throws him at, at, at you with the uh, next pitch, starts a brawl. See, then Tim <laughs> Anderson has the right to go up and, and clock a dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> baseball, baseball is. I mean, it's a. I mean, it's a team sport, but there's so many games within the game, and there's one on. There is a one-on-one battle at the end of the day. You know, yeah. so it's kind of like if you're the better man show it like shit can go down it's just it's it's a battle yeah yeah i love the game though absolutely i'm I'm always a fan of you know if you're pitching you give up a homer i mean you gave up the homer don't give up a homer if you you don't want (laughs) him to do a bad flip yeah exactly don't give him a meatball don't let tim anderson go absolutely yabo bad flip i mean i i do understand a little bit the argument like oh you know it's a meaningless home run act like you've been there but like I said, it's the new era. Like like we said, I should say, it's the new era of baseball just coming into play, and uh, I think some people got to kind of get used to that. Yeah. Speaking of some other young talent around the MLB, how about the start for Cody Bellinger? Guys Jeez. leads the MLB with a four twenty four batting average, uh, has eleven homers and twelve RBI and a one point three eight OPS. Twenty eight RBI. Yeah, yeah. What did I say? You said twelve. <laughs> um, I don't know why I said that. Eleven homers, twenty-eight RBI. I don't know why I said that. One point three eight OPS. Uh, must must have got mixed up in the numbers. There, Let's but. not forget about his his game against the Dodgers the other day too. His finish. Cody Bellinger's game against, against the Dodgers. We're both we're yeah. both killing it. But no, that that was crazy. The the home run that he robbed. Yeah, oh, yeah. and then okay. the one he, and then he hit. Took yeah. He took Hader deep. He did the impossible. Well, Hader's given up two homers last two games. Uh, Kike Hernandez true. took him deep too. You think when that is... when that's like the end of the world for Josh Hader, that's what we're considering. Then 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 you know he's a pretty good pitcher. I mean, uh, Bellinger is only the second lefty in 156 at bats to go deep off Josh Hader. Hater though is is uh, giving up a lot more fly balls this year, but I mean obviously that's only on balls that get hit, and not many of them get hit. So, but for what it's <laughs> worth, he is giving he's up just more fly balls. People, dude. <laughs> I 
right. Yeah. That, How about the reigning Josh Hader MVP? is showing a little bit of life of humanity. How about the reigning MVP? Christian Yelich. Christian Yelich has been – he is a man on a mission. 353, 13 homers, 31 RBI in the first uh, 20 games of the season. Absolutely. What those Christian Yelich is going to hit – he's going to hit 90 homers this year. Listen, listen, yeah. listen to this stat. I mean, they played, they played 24 games, but – Listen to this stat. This is, this is the craziest thing I've, I've heard. So, this was, what, early April, but Christian Yelich – Dating back to August 1st, so this is August 1st to early April, he 45.5% of his fly balls were home runs. Yeah. Jesus. Half of his fly balls yeah. are getting out of the ballpark? Yes. And over Dude. over 250 plate appearances. Like, that That was a, not a small sample size. Like he. That's incredible. If dude literally gets under the ball, it's getting out of here. Right. Just, yeah, he's wow. not – <laughs> Just the Cubs' luck that a guy that is that good happens to end up on their uh, in their division. Yeah, and on one of their rival teams too. And he's just picked up right where he left off last season. I don't know. I don't. I have no words for Christian Yelich's start. Honestly, it's like every other day he's hitting two homers. You know, chipping in, giving three RBIs. Although, I mean, did you see all thirteen of his homers have been at home this year? Seriously. All 13. And I want to say eight have been against the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cardinals exactly. are just getting lit. Cardinals are just getting lit up by Christian Yelich. Except think... for today, because they were in St. Louis. So, of course, the Cardinals Yeah, the Card- Cardinals <laughs> lit them up. Paul, Goldsch- Paul Goldschmidt did work for my fantasy team. So did Jack Flaherty. I just feel like every mm-hmm. single game, Different. Christian Yelich just keeps showing how shafted the Marlins got in that trade. That, <laughs> Ozuna's yeah, doing that, too. <laughs> oh, my God. The Marlins, man, SMH, Stanton, Yelich, and Ozuna, and they let all of them go. For what? <laughs> Sandy Alcantara. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you kidding me? And you Lewis Brinson. Like, you want to talk about a rebuild? There's your rebuild. You had Marcel Ozuna, Christian Yelich, and Giancarlo Stanton. And you don't Real, think yeah, Real Muto and geez. You don't think that's going to put people in the stands? Starlin Castro? <laughs> I mean, Marlins have to Marlins. I feel like they gave up on him fast. They have no pitching. They haven't put people in the stands since 2003. I mean, it's been 15 years since the Marlins had anyone in those stands. That's a sad franchise. That's a sad franchise in the last 15 years. We'll see. We'll see what Jeter can do. I mean, two. They had two World Series in six years, and then what the hell? They just fell apart. They're a joke right now. Six and sixteen, easy sweep by the Cubbies. Yeah. Uh, they were sh- they were shut out in the last two games of that series. I mean, I'll, I'll gladly take advantage, especially with you know the start that the Cubs got to. I mean, I'll take a series against the Marlins any day. Oh yeah. But let's go back to talking about how the Cubs are getting shafted, having random superstars pop up in the division. Jordan Hicks. <laughs> The yeah, 15 <laughs> fastest pitches in the MLB this season, all on sinkers, and then 25 of the top 30. 25 of the yeah. top 30 fastest pitches is ridiculous. And he owns all 15 of the fastest. Yeah, he is, he, Jesus. He he's been be making people closer. look silly. He's been making people look silly. Yeah, if he can, if he gets accurate, he's go, oh, he could be he the next lights out for Panama. He's to finish the game the other day. That's untouchable. That's literally a pitch. You can't that, do anything with that. That's it's literally a pitch. It's a pitch like no one's ever seen before. Yeah. No, what are you no, doing? Literally, a hundred and four mile per hour sinker, like hitting a hundred four mile per hour just four seamer, is almost impossible. I'm trying to hit a hundred and four mile per hour sinker, I don't know how any major leaker can possibly do that. Yeah. Imagine taking a hundred and four off like the shaft of a wood bat. Like, no bad, that would hurt your hands. You'd probably never oh, yeah. want to go up against Jordan Hicks again. You'd be like, yeah, all right, someone, someone pinch hit for me. Oh, yeah, he brushes you back? Oh, man. That would be terrible. Like, we thought Chapman – like, I remember remember when a role this Chapman was a prospect and everyone was like, yo, dude, this guy's, like, constantly hitting 100, 101. Now, all of a sudden, here we are, like, five, six years later, Jordan Hicks is hitting 104. Like, what is the world coming to, like? In, yeah. in 2025, are people going to be throwing 110? Like, <laughs> And it's scary. This is a guy that started, like, last year or before last year hadn't pitched above single A. So he's yeah. he's just learning how to pitch, too. 
No, like he made that like he made a double A to the MLB jump, right? Single A, high A to the MLB. It was high A to the MLB. Yeah, he started the year with the Cardinals last year out of high A. Like he was that, high that A. That doesn't happen. At the end of 2017, and he started last year with the Cardinals. Wow, dude, that seriously it doesn't, doesn't happen. happen. It doesn't. Yeah, when you got that speed, it does. Right, <laughs> when you true. can throw that that's fast, that, that's when it happens. The yeah, Cardinals yeah, are just right. sitting there in Florida. This guy, who's this guy throwing 104? Oh, oh man, should give him a, a shot. Single, eh? Yeah, maybe we should call him up. <laughs> I would just like imagine just the front office going to him. All right, kid, you throw strikes, you're gonna be the greatest. <laughs> it's true though. I mean, if if he throws strikes, he could be nasty. He's still young too, so a lot of potential for him to grow. Just sucks. There's just still a lot of talent. I feel like there always is with the Cardinals. They never seem to go away. No. But now the the Brewers are you know having that emergence with a perennial MVP candidate Christian Yelich. Uh, the Pirates are randomly off to a good start. Hey, you know who's been, been awful for the Brewers though? Jesus Aguilar hasn't done anything. Yeah, you would know he's on your fantasy team. Yeah, well, <laughs> actually, I'm about to drop him, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been crud. Yeah, he's he's that. been no good. The Brewers, I mean, the Brewers haven't been all, I mean, that impressive to start off the year besides Yelich. Right, Yelich, and then they've had a couple close leads, and and then they've had Hayter. But what was it, Cubs Cubs have the third highest run differential, at least in the NL, behind the Dodgers and Cardinals. I mean. Yeah, they're plus 17 right now. The Brewers are minus 10. Exactly. I mean, that tells you anything right there. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's Hayter. I mean the Cubs, yeah, they've Crazy. got a good, good run differential. It is the third best in the National League still. Uh, not many teams are uh, positive double digits. Cubs are positive. I mean Atlanta, and that's it. Washington, so only five teams have a positive run differential. That's you know at least ten. And the Cubs are one of those teams. So even though they're five hundred, uh, they you know offense has been good. Mm-hmm. When they're winning games, they've been by pretty good margins so far. Mm-hmm. It's just the close ones that we kind They're of. They're not getting blown out too much either. Yeah, they got that one game basically against six nothing against the Diamondbacks. Yeah, thanks a lot, you Darvish. Yeah, well. <laughs> Hopefully that changes with this upcoming series against the Dodgers. I think as we were talking, going to be a a big series for the Cubs and going forward into the month of May. Yeah, they got to face Bellinger and who else is hot? Jack Peterson's been hot this last week too. So that'll yeah, be I, tough. But we do have two lefties going. We have Quintana yeah. and Hamels, so that should help to negate that a little Peterson bit. Peterson is trash against lefties. Yeah, exactly. Oh, we can, we can obviously Bellinger's lefty. We gotta hope. What'd you say? We gotta hope Quintana and and Hamels keep up those uh, that consistent stars, man. They've had they put a few few quality stars together. So that, I mean, that's that's gonna be the biggest thing against the Dodgers. Dodgers can keep the ball rolling. The Dodgers can absolutely. Oh man, they can hit the ball. And then Absolutely. in that third, in that third, uh, third game of the series, you think we'll see uh, Kyle Hendricks or potentially John Lester against Ross Stripling? What do you think, Willie? Really? I hope it's Lester. Get another lefty in there. Yeah, no, can't hurt against a uh, lefty, lefty dominant. Uh, yeah, Los Angeles but Dodgers. They lineup. did sign AJ Pollock, but in their other righty, Justin Turner still has no homers. Just saying, he, he's been. Yeah, rough. what has been up with what has been up with him to start the year? Pollock's been pretty decent, good signing. He for that. almost had one. I think he was at the wall. Lorenzo Cain caught one going to the wall the other day, but but still no yeah. homers. So Justin Turner, interesting. Hopefully, he doesn't hit his first against the Cubs. I just still have that. I'll never forget where uh, I was. Herrera, Herrera. I, I was at Big Twelve. I was at Big Twelve watching when he hit that walk off against John Lackey. I yeah. I was in I the I was in the TV one. room. I was in the TV room watching that. Oh, that one Dude, broke. Soon as they put in, uh, who was it? John Lackey. John Lackey. John Lackey. John, John Lackey. Lackey. The guy that's given up the most runs <laughs> in the National League in 2017. Yeah. John Lackey, and I, I knew there was yeah. there was gonna be a walk off home. Dude, I was at, throws... I was at Olive Garden after <laughs> one of our first. It was like our first week of practices, and we had like two days, and everybody was cramping, so we were just chugging water. But I remember watching that game and. It, and just bringing in John Lackey, I knew it was over. Yeah, that, that was a rough day. Bears. That one hurt. I knew it was that series was over after we gave up that one on the road too. 
wacky. Yeah. <laughs> that was a rough last year for that, him, I will He was throwing meatballs. Joe Madden is a head ass sometimes, dude. He is a head ass. <laughs> that one for was real. questionable. He is the biggest send it guy of all time, I swear. (laughs) Just like, yeah, it'll work. Trust your gut. So we got three against the Dodgers, finish off his little homestand. And then we have three, yeah, three in the desert against the Diamondbacks once again. Yeah. Hopefully able to come up with that series win. And then the Mariners uh, to round out April and head into May. The Mariners, they have cooled off a little bit after uh, getting off to that ridiculously hot start. They're 16-9 uh, and nine still, though. Ridiculous record, 3-7 and seven in the last 10 games. That kind of shows you how crazy a start they got off to. But uh, that's not going to be uh, a cakewalk uh, having to head out to Seattle at all. So. And how about, how about big... former Cub farmhand Dan Vogelbach? Eight homers for the Mariners so far. Yeah, why is Dan Vogelbach finally killing it in MLB? Good thing we traded him for Montgomery. I mean, I'm honestly not that mad about it because (laughs) Mike Montgomery. Yeah, I mean, he'd just still be sitting right behind Anthony Rizzo, and Mike Montgomery also got you know the last out of Game Seven of the The World Series. Exactly, you can never get mad about that. The biggest outing. That's true. So I mean, good on Dan Vogelbach. He's finally making his yeah. mark. I swear, Will. How long ago was it that he was a prospect for the Cubs? That was like you know, 2012, with the 2013. He was on the Cougars. I swear. Like he's been he grinding was just the hitting minors. Bombs. Yeah, he's been grinding the minors for you know four or five years. So good to see him uh, finally make his mark in Seattle, and we'll be seeing him uh, you know in the next couple of weeks in Seattle. I'm excited. I'm excited to see that. Yeah, excited for that, but I'm more excited. We only have eight games left until we finally get the Cardinals. <laughs> Absolutely. Get to I talk mean, that smack. Be, being in Missouri, being in Missouri, that Cubs Cardinals rivalry is probably the best rivalry that we got out here. That's that's the only thing ever that's the only thing everyone at this school cares about <laughs> is that Cubs Cardinals rivalry. And they're shit talking hard to get out to the season, especially when we were three and seven. They were talking hard. <laughs> so that's going to be a big series as well. Cubs got a lot of big series coming up. I mean, the Dodgers are 15 and 9. Uh, the Diamondbacks are 12 and 11 in second place. The Mariners are in first place in the AL West. The Cardinals are tied for first in the NL Central. So, you know, a lot of big series coming up here for the Chicago Cubs. A lot of good baseball coming up, boys. I'm really excited for it. Yeah. Honestly, I think that's probably a good point to wrap up this episode, guys. So, Will and Ryan, thank you guys for joining me tonight. I know it's uh, pretty late. It's already midnight, so I don't want to keep you here too much longer. So, yeah, thank you guys for joining me. Uh, Hopefully the Cubbies will play well, starting with this series against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Any last thoughts about that series or anything coming up, boys? Oh, I got one random thing that we forgot. (laughs) Let's hear it. Joey Votto popped out to first base for the first time in 6,829 plate appearances. That is a great random last <laughs> fact to end with because That's... Joey Votto, he doesn't hit pop-ups to the infield. He doesn't do it. Yeah. That's just like – I mean, he is one of the more underrated guys in the MLB because he's just been on the Cincinnati Reds his whole career. Oh, yeah. But well, he is – Last he's, decade. Yeah, he's one of the – elite hitters in the MLB and he has been for the last what seven eight years it seems like yeah yeah he's he's definitely one of the most underrated hitters we've seen like in this generation absolutely what was that number again will six thousand what six thousand eight hundred and twenty nine almost seven thousand at bats (laughs) is his first pop out and he's a left-handed hitter first pop out to first base that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like he's a left-handed hitter. Like that's his dominant side that he hit, you know pulls the ball to. He hasn't popped out to first base. That's insane. That means he also probably never like popped up to the pitcher and like the first baseman always takes it. He's probably not yeah, done that that's, either. <laughs> that's crazy to think about. Joey Votto, yeah. model consistency for the Cincinnati Reds. Also, Herrera, also, you got you. Chris oh, Davis wait, got, got a hit. Just have to say, Chris Davis. Got oh a hit. right. Also, we we didn't talk about the Chris. <laughs> We forgot to talk about the Chris Davises. Chris That's Davis true. got hit. The Chris Davis update. He's he's now up to one thirty. He hit a homer. He finally got that hit. Beautiful. He hit a homer. He That's... has more extra base hits than Albert Omar, sadly. True. And what's a what's a better comeback? Chris, uh, better comeback. Tiger Woods, the master, or Chris <laughs> Davis getting a single hit, <laughs> a home run. <laughs> Guys, I, I can't lie. I shed a tear watching Tiger win the Masters. Yeah, you got I can't lie. 
I, I was pretty emotional. I, I mean, I watched all four days from like start to finish, drank and drank a significant amount of mojitos watching the four rounds. And it was it was special to watch. I got up early on Sunday, and they started early on Sunday because of the weather. I still got up early. I missed like Tigers like first three holes, but watched it all Sunday. That was awesome. But Chris Davis still might have the better comeback. I can't lie. <laughs> Chris Davis, <laughs> but going with, with, uh, Chris Davis should be a pitcher. Yeah, Chris Davis with the C. He was a pitcher. pitcher. He yeah, came he in, finally he came, came in to in. pitch. I don't know if he struck someone out, he but did. He, he, he definitely, definitely did. Was, he struck someone out? I, I think so. I really do think so. I know I saw on Twitter he had one really nice two-seam fastball. It had some movement <laughs> on it that someone was hyping up saying, you know, he's <laughs> playing the wrong position. Transitioning. Yeah, so Chris Davis, maybe he's got some hidden talents there. We'll figure out if he struck someone out. I'm going to talk about the other Chris Davis real quick. Of before course. We, go. we were talking about uh, other Chris Davis. Chris Davis with a K. Update on him. Uh, he was hitting 247. Uh, Again, a few a few games ago, yes, which is hilarious. If you all all don't know, he hit uh he's hit two forty seven four seasons in a row. Four years in a row, he's hit two forty seven. He was at two forty seven a few games ago. He's now unfortunately up to two fifty three. But let's all keep our fingers crossed that Chris Davis <laughs> with a K makes it five this year. Well, he's got to be doing it on purpose at this point. Well, 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 he'll be he'll be hovering around that number for two forty seven. That's a random number. And yes, Chris Davis with a C struck out E higher Adrienza on the Twins. Oh, poor guy! You got struck <laughs> out by a guy that's seamer. like you. You not only got struck out by a position player, you got struck out by like the worst of all the position players. Yes, but he's the king of strikeouts. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to be. He's giving them to other people now. <laughs> exactly. Uh oh, Chris looked how learned how to pitch. <laughs> gotta love. all right boys gotta love seeing Herrera, you got any final thoughts for us before before we uh dip out no i think we got it all awesome again just looking forward to some solid pitching hopefully from these guys in the next three days because that's that's gonna that's gonna get us a series yep so quintana hamels and then still two de- to be determined probably hendricks or lester coming up for the Cubs against the Dodgers this weekend. So, yeah, that will wrap up this episode of Bleeding Blue from Ryan Herrera, Will McClory, and myself, Jack Bushman. Uh, pleasure has been ours. Thank you all for listening, as always. Peace out. Catch you guys until next time. Peace. Peace. See ya. You talk-